Welcome to another episode of Quality Tech Talk. Today is hump day. We have literally went over the hump of episodes for a podcast, in my opinion. We went over 50. Today is 51. So, and you know, today, and, you know, we've told you guys before that we're going to be, you know, of course, uh, intertwining tech, but then giving you a little bit of lifestyle uh, mixed in between because, you know, there's other, you know, talk about tech and, you know, what does it do and, you know, kind of reviews and oh, unboxings and things like that. But, you know, Omar and I, we're going to give you, you know, a little, something useful. You know what I'm saying? Not that the others aren't useful, but something a little bit more useful. Um, so we're going to talk about iOS 15. You know, how, how what does it do for you? What's up, Oh? Yeah, man. It's so, yeah, just kind of doubling down on what you were saying there, Chris. Um, we kind of approach this podcast from a sense of we're like the everyday person, basically, with a little bit more knowledge. You know, we're a little, yeah, we're like super into it, but we're like in tune to what most people like. And a lot of times, like tech reviewers, tech podcasters, tech writers, they kind of speak from this echo chamber that's super specific like you'll watch a video and they'll be they'll be complaining about you know an embargo on a review and i'm just like you know most people don't care about that stuff you know yeah, yeah. even though it's super important to them so you know obviously the iphone 13 and 13 pro are you know topics of discussion i know Chris, you're going to be getting one soon yep, um, yep tomorrow oh, okay okay yeah so you know so we'll probably be talking about that in the near future but yeah. just to talk about your experience. But we kind of wanted to talk about something that almost every iPhone user is going to experience uh, within the next few weeks, which is, you know, iOS 15. You know, it's Apple's uh, new software. And uh, the good thing about uh, iPhones is that, you know, almost all of them, are, all iPhones that are active right now are going to get this update. So, you know, this is going right. to affect a lot of people. So... We are both using uh, iPhone 12 Pros right now, so we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, just what we've experienced in iOS 15 and what we like about it. Maybe some things that we think might be amiss and uh, what yeah. they could improve upon. So yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Um, and the, it's appropriate. This is the first bit that we're going to be talking about, which is FaceTime, because for you guys who don't know, the way we record our podcast is we actually do a FaceTime call and we each record the audio from our own end. So, you know, this one is probably something that's near and dear to both of us right now. Um, so yeah. there's two things. The first one with FaceTime is they've added a blurred background. They've added sound isolation. So little stuff that differentiates FaceTime from, say, Google Meet, Microsoft Teams, and Zoom. You know, I look at this as something that Apple's doing to compete with those platforms and say, hey, iPhone users, if you're, if you're, especially on the business side, right? If you're an iPhone, right. if you're a company that uses iPads and iPhones, we have all these features that are not as good on other platforms, right? So, right. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's my takeaway. It's more of like an enterprise thing. Uh, what was your thought on the blur background and sound ISO? Yeah, so personally, um, I actually used it with a couple of people. I used it with you for a second, but then I, I was on a I was on a phone call with my guy Eddie uh, from Chicago, uh, talking for a while, and his daughter 
was screaming in the background, crying in the background. And I'm like, bro, I can see her action, but I can't hear her at all. He was like, you lying. I said, no, I can't hear her crying at all. So then he changed the setting to where, you know, it's standard. And I'm like, okay, yeah, now I can hear her. Um, And the blurred background, that's awesome. Like it, it makes it makes FaceTime more intimate. And then also, I mean, like you said, Google Meet and all these others have been doing things like blurred background and background uh, images and things like that to kind of separate what's behind you. Um, But I also just feel that over the pandemic, everybody and their mother was using Zoom. And so I'm just and and you and I know Zoom don't always work that well. (laughs) Yeah, Zoom struggles are very real. (laughs) So, you know, I was even over the pandemic telling people, you know, telling my family, like, hey, let's do a group FaceTime. They're like, nah, some of the family don't. Some of the family don't have iPhone. Uh, We're just going to do Zoom. So that brings me to my point. I'm happy that they added FaceTime links. So some of the family that I was talking to over the pandemic, I, I, I literally once I found this out or once I upgraded, I literally text my aunt, my aunt Mika. And I was like, hey, the next time we do a, a, a video call, let's do group FaceTime. You can now include our Android people in our family. She said, you lying. I was like, no, no joke at all. So, um, yeah, I, I think this they're on the right right path of, you know, bringing more people together. Um, of course, we know they sell products that that's easy for them. Right. So they need they need to continue to keep their customers and how to gain more customers. And I think I told you this when when iOS was talked about or even the keynote. Um. Something like this could bring them more business because somebody may be like, I actually enjoy this. I don't really care for the link. I want the full fledged now. I think I'm going to go upgrade and give me an iPhone. So um, and that's just my that's just my opinion. Um, But yeah, uh, it's awesome. I love it. I think I think I have FaceTimed more (laughs) since I've updated than I have in, I don't know, a year. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, the thing about it that you got to think about, too, is that they I think that's exactly how Apple envisions it. Right. Like they want people to experience it and then they want people to say, oh, yeah, this is really cool. Maybe I should get an iPhone now. So that's, I think, 100 percent spot on. And it's funny. This is like when they announced that I was like, man, this is a. um uh, a hell is freezing over kind of moment because <laughs> you remember like for years everyone was like well the two things that apple has that keeps people on the platform is facetime and iMessage now obviously they haven't brought iMessage to windows and android but uh they have brought facetime and i think that's just a, a reaction in the market right because zoom and meet and teams are just killing them, you know and Right. They're like, all right, we gotta do something here, right? And you know, we joined this call because you're recording from your, you're, you're doing the video call from your PC, you know, where yeah. I sent you a link. It was pretty seamless. You know, you emailed link yeah. and yeah, and then you admit them when they join, just like Zoom, you know, and yeah. Yeah. just like Zoom, just like Meet or any of these other platforms. So it's 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 Apple catching up, but also putting in their own little flair, you know, and yeah, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's a good, it's one of those things. I'm happy that they finally did it. I've always said. I always thought that something like FaceTime needed to be cross-platform. 
and they finally yeah. made it cross-platform. Now, what I wonder is if eventually you're going to have an Android app maker create a FaceTime app, right? Mm. Or if Apple themselves will just do the FaceTime app to handle the links as opposed to using the web browser all the time. Because that's yeah. going to be great if you're using on Windows, but I wonder mm-hmm. how great is it going to be if you're using it on Android. So yeah, that's that's yet to be seen. But well, I will I will tell you this. I've noticed with Google uh, with Google Duo, it's Android or, or or Google made sure for an iPhone that it blends in, just like. Uh, the contact when you when you open up a contact, it pops up iMessage, FaceTime, whatever, right? If it's an Android user, they made sure that the Google Duo camera was uh, in the contact, and you could just call from there. And it also shows up in your caller ID. So uh, I, it could happen. I mean, you know, if 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 they're showing Apple that hey, we can do this and intertwine it with your iPhone, it, like you said, this is the step in a good direction. Who knows? They may create an app so then it can you know just be seamless all the way around absolutely man absolutely and it's uh i hope something similar maybe comes to iMessage eventually i mean that's just me just dreaming but um but you know we'll see uh we'll see how that gets approached um the next feature kind of want to go over is another catch-up feature right you know uh live text which is kind of yeah. you know playing a little catch-up with google google lens right I mean, Google Lens, yeah. sorry. Which is like, which I was something I was super excited for because, you know, I use Google Lens all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and I like how Apple integrated it, you know, where yeah. it's everywhere. It's like, hidden. Yeah. It's, kind of, it, it's everywhere, but it's, it's not like an, a, a big app or anything like that. It's just right it's there. It's just there. Phone. Yeah, yeah. And I like that because, like, sometimes Android makes, especially, like, Android skins make you know, getting into Google Lens a little a little laborious. Um, like, you have to open the app, or you have to open the camera app, or something like that. Whereas, like, from text fields on iOS, you could just tap it, and where it would say copy or paste or whatever, you'd have the little live text icon right there. So even if you're, like, sending an iMessage to someone and you see something, you could bring that up. So I think that that's another one of those situations where Apple, again is looking at the way people use their phones and finding the solution for uh, the their lifestyles, which is something that I think they do better in terms of recognizing their user base than any Android manufacturer does. Yeah, so live text, um, right before the call, we were just discussing that. And for me, I feel like I'm going to be using that every day, or not every day, most of the time. My wife, she, uh, you know, I, I took her from Android. But in a in an interesting way, her phone was damaged, and I had an iPhone, and I let her use the iPhone, and then she was like, "Okay, I like this." So she's been iPhone since I forgot which uh, which which Android phone she had. Um, but my wife, since she uses since she's so used to Google stuff, she actually downloaded everything Google to her iPhone. So things like Google Maps, if she wants to share something with me, yeah, she could share a link. But sometimes she sends a screenshot like, look at this place. And then I'm like, hey, just send me the link. Or even if it's something off of a website screenshot, just send me the link. Like, why, why can't I get? And so um, now I don't I won't even care if she sends a screenshot because I can hit the live text button and grab whatever text or whatever I need off of that uh, image. And it makes both of our lives easy. 
I mean, I've used it. Uh, I've used live text just playing around just to just to test it and see how it works. I mean, it literally grabs either the whole image or just bits and pieces that you need. It'll it'll light up and say, you know, pretty much, do you want this? So um, I, I really do think that's useful. I know, I know, like you said, it's a catch up feature um, and it can only get better. Um, so we'll see. Um, I do, I do feel Google lens is, is, is running it, <laughs> but you know, it, like, like, like I said, it, it, they have some room to, to help it grow. The, the thing about it that I think where Google lens wins is that Google lens doesn't have the wall around it. And what I mean by that is if you want to use live text, you have to have an iPhone or an iPad with cellular or something like that. And Google Lens is available on everything. You know, it's on Android phones from $100 up to $1,500. You know, it's it's available on iPhone. You know, it's it's available, you know, on all these platforms. So it's more accessible for, you know, the translation piece and for just, like, pulling up QR codes and stuff like that. Now, I think Apple's implementation is a very thoughtful addition for iPhone users, but it's limited to iPhone users. That's the issue, right? And I don't think that's ever going to change because because it's the way Apple has integrated it. It's an OS level feature, whereas the way it, Google's integrated it is it is a app feature. So so you know that way Samsung and um, OnePlus and Google Pixels and iPhones can all use this app equally, right? And and I think in on iPhone you have to use a Google search app to use Lens, but regardless, it's still there and it's still updated on the app basis as opposed to OS basis. So that's where I think Google Lens wins, but this is still like a great feature for iPhone users. I wonder though, you know, Google having it built into the Google search app, I wonder if they saw this coming, you know, (laughs) because if they had a Google Lens app, that app would be dead on arrival now because Apple has a feature built in, but you're not going to delete your Google search app because everybody (laughs) uses it, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I'm here. Might as well use this lens feature. So it's a... Maybe a little like 4D chess by Google there, yeah, but yeah. Um, let's uh, go into something that th- that brought me back to my HTC days, which is uh, Apple's new take on Do Not Disturb, which is focus. Yeah, I knew you was gonna say that because we talked we talk about that uh, the HTC stuff pretty often. <laughs> Man, I miss them so yeah, much. Yeah, so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but focus mode basically allows you, obviously, it allows you it's more control over Do Not Disturb. But what I want to f- focus on no pun intended <laughs> is is how you could have different t- almost like profiles in a way where you have like work and home and sleep and stuff like that so like say you're working and all you want to see is like email and slack and whatever communication apps that you use you can rearrange your home screen to do that and if you're at home and you know you don't want to deal with all those work apps your home screen then becomes Maybe your social media feeds and, you know, a video app or something like that. So it, it reminded me a lot of the suggested app widget that HTC started all those years ago, but much more refined. So I like that they did this. I wish Google would implement something similar on stock Android, but they really haven't. All they do is the um, the app suggestions in the dock. But I think that Apple really um, nailed this and uh, did a really good job in implementing this. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so something that I didn't put into our, you know, pre uh, call or pre notes. Um, 
something that popped up for me in focus uh, was that you can you can set it to smart activate. So if the phone like based on your everyday use and what you're doing, if you're if if the phone recognizes that this is a time that this person only uses these apps or this person doesn't even touch their phone during this time, it'll smart activate. Now, for me, <laughs> I set it to smart activate. Um but I'm at home. I work from home. So like, there's a lot of like, there's some downtime and I'm just like, all right, let me pop up. Let me look at the phone. Let me whatever. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think the smart activation would probably work for me whenever we go back to office. Uh, because, you know, when you're kind of watched, you're like, I ain't gonna be on the phone that much. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to in- include that, you know, uh, people that don't really care to even set it up like that, just let it do smart activation. And, you- and then you'll see, how Apple, Apple's algorithm with what you do kind of sets up your focus. I've, I've set up um, sleep and uh, Omar was telling me that when he sends me a message, it literally lets him know that I'm in this mode right now. So I, I think that's pretty cool that they've added uh, more of letting you know and more of, you know. Uh, you know what that reminds me what's of? What's up? You remember... Back in the instant messenger app days, yeah. like AIM and MSN Messenger, you would have statuses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're like away from your computer yeah. or you went to sleep or something like that. Um, so that was a, that's what that reminds me a lot of. But another thing I wanted to call out before you continue is, you know, the um, Siri suggestions widget? Yes. Yeah. So I have that on my home screen at all times. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So. I don't know if this is iOS 15 thing or maybe me just using the iPhone more, uh-huh. but the suggestions have gotten really good. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I think the machine learning has really gotten better. Example, you know, I'm talking on my on my Beat Studio Buds. As soon as I pop those things in, what pops up on my Siri suggestions? Spotify every time. Damn. It, it just shows up. Yeah, that's cold. I wake up in the morning and they, they know that in the morning I check my social media messages and my email, so... Those are always right Dang. there. So I never really have to go into the app library to pull this stuff up. That's it's all this machine learning. And I think that that's an underrated improvement yeah. that Apple has done that a lot of people don't give them credit for. Yeah. And I think that ties in directly to focus mode. Um, but yeah, keep keep on going. Sorry, I cut you off. No, nah, so, I mean, you know, I, 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 you kind of want me... I kind of want to jump into that, actually. Uh, live. So, yeah, just to, just to, I guess, close up a live text... Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a good feature. Um, like me and Omar are saying, Apple users are now gonna start, you know, doing things that you know a lot of what what we you the download, you know, we had the download Google Lens and things like that. So now it's inter, you know, it's integrated and you know it just makes life easy, easier, uh, with less uh, less steps, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, but just to piggyback onto. Um, home screens and widgets and things like that. It's crazy that you bring up the um, the Siri suggestions. I have that as well, but all the way to the left, like where they just create their, yeah. So you're right, that actually does work. But I was telling Omar before we got on the, on the call um, that when I, when I do a software upgrade or I get a new phone, I kind of reset some things just to get that full, fresh, uh, set up that, you know, if I were to just buy a new phone right now, I would see everything brand new and set up everything brand new. But I also do that just to, you know, work out any kinks that was 
locked into the old phone, you know, so I can just move on kind of with a refreshed device. Um, but when what I did was I reset my home screen. When I reset my home screen, now there's automatically Apple added two smart stack widgets onto the home screen. And so at first I was just like, ah, you know, I left Android. I'm not really into the widgets. I use them. Uh, but eh. so I told myself, OK, cool. This is the this is their new setup. And I get it. I can customize it however I want. But I'm like, let me see why they did this. Right. Dude, the smart stack literally pops up with what I need <laughs> when I need it. Like if, it, if it's in the morning, somehow it knows I want to look at the weather <laughs> or if it's during the day, uh, it, it's ready. It has a timer up there for me to set my a timer for, you know, my lunch or break. Uh, it, 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 it has my photos up there. Like it, it's, it's right there. So yeah, you're right. It's very, the algorithm of what they're seeing is, is awesome. And the thing about smart stack is like, you know, we've talked about minimalism before. Like if you want to use widgets and you're a minimalist, I mean, that's the dream. That's the dream. Right? <laughs> you know, you have them all right there. Neat, yep. And then you just cycle through them as needed. And if, if the AI gives you the ones that are most relevant to you at that point in time, even better. Yeah. You I'm, happy, I'm so, happy you threw that in there because, you know, we have had, a, 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 you know, a lot of talk about uh, minimal, minimalist yeah, absolutely. things. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah. So I wanted to go from there and talk a little bit about iMessage. So. Uh. This is something that you were kind of hype about. Um, So basically, it's all about photos and messages. And well, there's also stories from Apple News as well. But, you know, I don't think you and I use that too often uh, to talk about it. Uh, But basically, first, the aesthetic. If you send some before, if let's say I wanted to send send Crest like um, a few pictures from my night out. It it would send vertical, (laughs) each one individual messages and took up all the screen. Now it's kind of like a stack in a way, almost it's like, like an imagine album. if you had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if you had like a bunch of photos yeah. and you stacked them on top of each other. That's what it looks yeah. like. Um, so that's the visual of it. You also have the option to save those directly, directly into your gallery, yes. and then it lab in in gallery it labels where you got these from. So it will say from Crest Green or from whoever, uh, and I think. This is the, I've often said Apple is a social network, you know, and features like these remind me of that. You know, the way they continue to flesh out iMessage and the way it integrates with the rest of the OS is is is, is an indication of that. Now, the Photos app, it shows you who sent you what. It's just like you're like back in on Facebook or something, right? Where, oh, this person tagged you in a photo, yeah, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. and. And that just seems to be the direction. Um, I, I think it's pretty cool. You know, the ability to save directly into the gallery, I think, is nice because that way it takes away the effort of having to open the photo, mm-hmm. hit the three dots, yep. save. Yep. You know, so it's it's much more seamless. Yeah. Um, like you said, I, I, anything that they do with messaging, I'm hyped for. You know, I'm 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 I would consider myself the emoji and gift king or GIF, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, I just like expressing myself with all those things. So why not? But anyways, um, yeah, the stacks, the, 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 let's say you only send two, it sends them like in diagonal. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just, 
Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this probably multiple times. It's a it's a refine. It's a perfect refinement for iMessage. Um, I'm trying to think what else is, is in the, in the iMessage that I can do Oh, with the uh, Memoji. Um, they've added clothing. So, you know, I use like I said, I use uh, emo- I, I use emojis and things like that. And I, and I do use the Memoji um, to um express myself and so now I can add clothes to my you know half my body versus just my head. So I think that's pretty cool. Um but yeah uh messaging is it's it's just it's refined. Um I like it. Um yeah I enjoy it. Yeah definitely man it's um again it's a quality of life feature and that you you'll hear us talk about say that a lot uh talking about iOS 15 a lot of quality of life features. I think they realize that they are they're going to play catch up in a couple aspects. Like we talked about FaceTime, how that's playing catch up, and then live text as well. But they know where their what what their customers like. Their customers love the iMessage experience. Their customers are paying for iCloud and they're using Apple Photos. Okay, and they are going to continue to refine and refine and refine to make those experiences better. For those customers and i'm not mad at that you know I, I google does the same thing you know the way they optimize for google services on, on pixel and and stuff like that so um but let's uh go into an app that you use a lot Chris. i can't really speak too much on this one um which is reminders so two things they did is uh allows you to clear out old reminders uh that you had prior so kind of tidy up the reminders app there and also a AI-based smart list for reminders, which I found incredibly interesting uh, when you were talking to me about that earlier today. Yeah, so <laughs> it's crazy. We're in this. We're in the social media is just like taking over. <laughs> um, and, and you probably wonder why am I talking about social media and notes and reminders? They literally want you to organize your notes by hashtags. <laughs> so yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so. Uh, have I used it? Well, I do have a I have a list for hashtags, you know, for when I post. It's just standard hashtags that I have. But Apple thought I wanted to like key though, you know, make highlight those for the you know the new update. I'm like, no, nah, this is just my thing. Um, but yeah, so they made it, uh, I guess, a, 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 a more in depth way of searching through your notes. Um, I was fine with the original way. I mean, I would just go to the search search bar at the top and just type in you know a couple of letters, and it kind of pulled up everything that uh was in there but i mean again uh it goes into you know smart smart list and things like that or yeah smart list and notes uh the thing about reminders uh that i found i forgot you know i use reminders all day long i'm one of those people that actually use siri (laughs) and i ask her to remind me to do things all the all the time but omar brought up that i that you can clear completed um um, reminders, dude, when it asked me that I want to clear, I had 1,300 and some odd reminders that needed to be deleted. And I'm just like, why did, why has it just been archived? You should have been gave me that, you know, I don't know if it's been taking up any space or anything, but, um, people that just don't like clutter, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we talk about the minimalistic life. Uh, I was just able to clear them out. So, I mean, uh, I, I like these things, uh, again, back, back to, you know, it's just a refinement, uh, giving you a little cu- couple of extra features, different looks. Um, and it also, in, in notes, just to get back to notes, 
now it really highlights who did what in the note. Like me and Omar share notes. We share notes for the podcast. So if he typed in something and did something, it'll show it'll highlight differently and show that I edited this. So um, and then at the in the settings, you can hit show all activity so you can see everything. So there's a lot of uh, refinement and a lot of little added extras just to help you out that you probably you probably think you didn't need. But once you start using it, you're like, oh, that actually makes using this app easier. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, a good yeah, thing. it's it's something that it's it's a weird thing for me using an iPhone because I have this conflict where I'm just so used to using Google services. So for me, for like reminders and stuff, I use keep and I use Google tasks a lot. Especially when I'm like coming up with article ideas, I use Google Tasks like religiously. I have the widget on my home screen at all times. So it's it's something where like I kind of want to get into using these Apple apps, but I also know that I'm so into things that are cross-platform that that's why I end up using Tasks more often because it's it, it I know I could easily access it from my computer. I know I could easily access it if I use an Android phone, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm uh, – but I like – Everything you're saying there, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like good stuff. I wish that Apple had a more intuitive web interface with these uh, iCloud apps because that that would solve a lot of my problems and maybe make me want to use them a little bit more. Um, but but nonetheless, I mean, it's, you know, the organization and, you know, the note thing where you're just doing it by hashtags, you know, Google Keep has been doing stuff like that as well. So I'm glad that Apple's on that because before the notes app would just be jumbled, you know, and... Now it gives you a little bit more organization, lets you clean up your reminders, you know. So it's it's a again broken record quality of life feature, <laughs> you know, and and that's what that's that's all about. Yep, yep. Um, so, but yeah, uh, let's uh, go on from that and let's talk about the redesigned weather app, which is um, something that has needed to be done, I think, for a very long time. Uh, the old weather app was getting a little stale. Well, you know, um, they they stole some information <laughs> from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Apple bought Dark Sky a couple years ago, and now, you know, you're seeing the fruits of that labor here. You know, they, although I, I, I saw some reviewers point out that the data is still coming from the weather channel. Yes, I saw that, yep. Which is, is like, are you bought a weather provider, why wouldn't you just use them? Yeah. Unless they got some contract with the weather channel. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's probably what it is, but, but anyway, better interface, you know, it's better animations. And you're getting, you mentioned the notifications. That's where Dark Sky really gets into play. Oh, man. Yes. And, you know, so I like what they're doing there. I, I think that's something that you could look at. They really have the leg up on most other Android manufacturers when it comes to their built-in weather app. Especially, like, with Samsung because, you know, their weather app has ads. I mean, I know they're, they're going to get rid of them soon. But who knows if they're going to get rid of them on the cheaper phones. Uh, so, and then, like... Because all, like, most of your Android ones, they're just going to be an interface and then a web link. Whereas the the uh, Apple one is, you know, a full-fledged weather app, you know. And so I think they're really, you know, head and shoulders above their competition there. And, uh, you know, I like what they're doing with it. I, you know, I was a little worried at how they would implement Dark Sky, but it seems like they're, uh, they're doing a pretty good job with it. <laughs> you want to know what I'm upset about? <laughs> I literally, so I bought Dark Sky. <laughs> and so, but when I found out that Apple purchased it, I'm like, damn it. 
And I knew I knew that they did that for a reason to in the future update their app. So I'm like, damn it. I think I pay like three dollars or something like two ninety nine. Still, that's that's just yeah, that's a cup of coffee. But still, I'm just like, dang, what, what's up? But yeah, I mean, the weather app is very pretty. Even my kids said that <laughs> my kid, my daughter opened up the weather app. She's like, oh, that looks nice. Really? More information. <laughs> and this is coming from a 12 year old, bro. So um, but yeah, it gives you everything like the UV index, um, precipitation, wind, humidity, feels like visibility, pressure. Um, and then like Omar said is the notifications. I'm literally able to be like, Hey y'all, it's about to rain in 15 minutes. <laughs> um, and I know there's other apps that they have. I think AccuWeather, AccuWeather did something like that for a while. Um, they probably still do, but it's nothing for me. It's nothing like having a built-in app that'll give you everything you need. Uh, you know, we talked about this multiple times. I've been trying to get out of the wall garden, but I can't. Sorry. I'm locked in. They got me cuffed. <laughs> the the thing about it, man, is that you have this situation where weather apps especially have suffered from this. And years ago, especially like on Android and on iOS as well, you would have this great ecosystem of all these great weather apps. And, you know, some would be paid, some would be free, whatever. But as time has gone on, they've kind of forced you into the default. You know, Apple doing their thing. Google with their widget on the on their home screen that directs you into Google Now Weather. And it's almost like you're being forced to use the built-in one. So I kind of feel like there are a lot of great like third-party weather apps out there, but you kind of be, have to be one of those people who's going out of their way to use one, where the majority of people are just going to be fine with what is built in. And Apple acquiring Dark Sky, you know, I mean, that, that gives them the best you know, overall stock implementation because that was a paid app before. So now you could look into it as that's part of the cost of an iPhone, right? Is a premium weather service amongst other things, you know? And and so, yeah, I mean, they're pretty much unmatched uh, in that aspect. Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, so since we're talking about, <clears throat> I know you got a little flow, but since we're, it seems like we're, we're jumping in the the apps, like what what are the new apps and what are they doing? So one thing I didn't that I didn't throw on the uh, on the uh, itinerary, uh, Safari, the changes to Safari. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's like, oh, you could change it back. I don't like it at the, the, the search bar at the bottom. I go with the flow, you know, just like Tesla and their new yoke steering wheel. I go with the flow. Uh, so I actually like it at the bottom. Um, I don't know. For me, it's a little bit smoother. It took some time to get used to. I was actually still going to the top and I'm like, why isn't it working? Oh, I forgot it's at the bottom. Um, man, that was, uh, that reminded me of some windows phone shit. <laughs> uh, because like the, and that, that, that's a compliment by the way. That's not me. Uh, that's not Dave. Yeah. Uh, I remember internet Explorer on windows phones back in the day had, they had the bar at the bottom as well. And I always thought that that was that was the best place for it on the phone because a lot of people are critical of it. A lot of people hate the new Safari update. I actually like it. Um, and honestly, so again, it goes back to my Google stuff. I use Chrome primarily for the password manager because for all those years of using Android, I built up all my passwords in Chrome. So the Chrome browser saves those once you sign in. But I, aesthetically, I really like the look of the of the Safari app. I like the thing on the bottom. I like how you could swipe between oh, tabs. Oh yeah, and I know a lot of people don't like you can that. Group ta- you can group tabs. 
yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of what they're doing with, with Safari. And I'm glad that they're continuing to do stuff with Safari and not just letting it languish and die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, um, I think this year, for some reason, I feel like a lot of people are going Pro Max. I don't know why. My sister-in-law went Pro Max. Obviously, I've already been going pros since I was able to when I, when I can. So I'm getting the Pro thir- Pro Max thirteen, the thirteen Pro Max. Um, but I, so I think what they thought was a lot of these people are going to enjoy some of these new features and they they're going to want to go pro. And so they're like, it's easier, you know, kind of like the pull down. They said, you know, instead of them pulling down, it's easier for them to just right there. The fingers are right there. So. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, I, I didn't change it back. Um, I, I just go with the flow. I, I you know, and I kind of wanted to say this because you brought up, you know, Windows and we keep bringing up like HTC and things like that. I feel like Steve Jobs and his crew was just sitting in a corner one day or for a few days, few months, few years, just watching everything. And then once it unfolded, once they shut down, once they closed, it was like, all right, we about to take that feature and, and revamp it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, and and it's the good time to do things like that because these see these companies that we were reminded of are no longer companies. <laughs> I mean, they're companies, but not for the consumer. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's actually pretty smart. A lot of people complain that you know Apple just takes and 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 I say they take and make it better. So here's my thing. It's like. WebOS and Windows Phone are probably the two operating systems that have gotten stolen from the most. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, Google takes a lot from them. Like, the way that Google implemented Gesture Nav as well as Apple, those are two things that came from WebOS. Oh, yeah, you know? WebOS was so good. I mean, the Windows Phone re reimagine the way widgets weave and work and that that kind of is the influence of Apple's widget system and eventually Google's widget system with Android 12. So... You know, it's uh, copying is inevitable in in the tech space, man. It's um, it's I'm never gonna fault it to a, a co- now. If you do a, a shameless clone, you know, then that's <laughs> one thing. Like you know, those Chinese manufacturers that make phones that look just like an iPhone. Yeah, but, yeah. But if uh, if you're like taking inspiration from a feature and putting your own spin on it, you know, I'm I'm not gonna be too mad at that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's uh, go back into some quality of life features, man. Um, so now you can use Face ID on your iPhone to authenticate app purchases on Apple TV. Oh, man. Um, I think that's great. <laughs> I really do. Hey, the way you say great is, it just sounds like a dad. I think that's great. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is, Right, though, that, that sounded so good, though. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so Omar, would, Omar doesn't necessarily use Apple TV. He might use Apple TV Plus app, but I use Apple TV, uh, the actual um, um Top box and uh, Apple TV Plus. Once I, you know, I'm I'm not one of those people that wait to update. I update everything to day one, and you know, a lot of people are like, but what about the kinks? Guess what? They're gonna move. They're gonna come up with 15.1 to fix the kinks. So why am I gonna wait? Like, just keep going with the flow. But I was literally just playing around with it, and you know, it pops up. Oh, these are the new things. I'm like, cool, and. Dude, I went to go download, uh, I forgot what app, I was trying to watch a show, and it popped up, do you want to authenticate with Face ID? I said, what? I, I no longer have to type the password in or do the uh, pull the keyboard up on my phone, because it, it pulls up when you click on something, and you know you can do password, less steps. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do that. 
Uh, not like like Omar said, that's a quality. That that's quality. You you don't you don't have to kind of get off your couch and get uncomfortable and say, oh, I gotta put this password in. No, just face ID, bro. And the other thing, you know, since we brought up, uh, you know, Apple TV. Another thing that is is making things simpler for the family and easier for the family, they have this thing called for you or for both. And so what it does is based on what Ashley watches and the kids, because I I have two different profiles on there. I don't want, you know, kid stuff on mine or her murder mysteries on mine. (laughs) So I switch it to hers for her and the kids. And then, you know, I switch it to mine, you know, when I get off work and I'm ready to watch TV, whatever. But down a little down a little bit in the Apple TV app. Uh, it says for both. So it kind of curates things that we both would like. And I think that's pretty cool because there's, you know, we're movie buffs. Like we will watch a few movies on a, on a Saturday. We'll just go ham on some movies. And so like, I think I'm pretty good at picking them, but now I could be like, Hey, this is in the both list. What about this? You know what I mean? So kind of makes searching for something easier. And it kind of reminds me of, Netflix, when they had the random button, it went away. It must have been just a pilot. It must have been something they were trying. I love the random button. Like, why'd you get rid of that? Sometimes I don't know what the hell I want to watch. Give me the random button back, damn it. I wonder if that was just like a a pandemic thing. Damn. It was so good, though. Like, we would hit random and be like, oh, I didn't know about that. Play. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, but again, Apple's probably like, y'all ain't using it. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. Uh, I'm. I'm. I, I. Again, these are added features, refinement, uh, things to help you in your daily life. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, and um, and that's again. That's just that's kind of the theme of this iOS 15 update. It's just taking things for the iPhone user and making it better for them, right? Um, you brought up another one that I didn't really notice, to be quite honest, um, which was iOS 15 bringing back the dial picker from iOS 13. And uh, now the cursor microscope, I did notice it yesterday when I was sending a text. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was cool, <laughs> so, too, right? Um, but yeah, dude, I, you know, like I said, I use a lot of reminders. I use a lot of calendar events. You know, I have the family sharing so everybody can know what's going on with the calendar and all that good stuff. Uh, Omar's in there, but you know, he don't want to be part of the family. (laughs) Yeah. Omar shares my, you know, I'm, I'm generous, you know, I don't care. I got a spot left. Join my family sharing, bro. But yeah, Omar turned off everything, so I can't find him. He doesn't see my calendar, so he doesn't know what's going on with the family. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I I, I feel kind of I I feel I feel kind of you know uh, you know why you doing me like that, bro? Thought we was family. <laughs> Man, that that was at your request. You're like, hey, you, I don't, I'm sure you don't want to see all these calendar <laughs> events. You might as well just turn that off. I was like, all right, cool. But yeah, no, you you would get annoyed because uh, years ago I added uh, we we added our uh, my sister in law. Uh, because she was like, you know, I want to pay, I want to get some music. I don't know if I use Spotify or Apple. I'm just like, just join our thing. You know what I'm saying? But she got annoyed with the reminders and the calendar events because li- I, I use it. You know what I'm saying? And so it will pop up all the time. She's like, I'm turning that off. So yeah. Um, but using that, I've, I've, I hated the way that they had it prior. You had to like type in the number. I mean, type in the time. And it, it just, to me, made made me feel like, like I was about to mess up and, you know, if I clicked the wrong, you know, it, it just didn't work right. And, and I know people that's listening probably feel me, but they brought back where I can just roll, scroll the dialer up and down. 
That's so easy. Just keep that. I mean, that's on applications. That's on the that's on the internet. Just give me a scroll. Like, why'd you take it away? Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm loving it. It makes me create calendar events a lot quicker. So yeah, yeah. And again, that's just like a feature that Apple users liked, and they brought it back. You know, and uh, it's kind of like one of those things. Don't need to overthink it, right? Just, <laughs> Kiss. just keep just, it just simple, it stupid. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, but but speaking exactly. speaking of the calendar, since I talked about that, the calendar has also been refined. I haven't played around with it a lot, but one thing I noticed is that when I create an event, when I click on the location, uh, it it asks me like, do I want to do I want to add FaceTime or do I want to you know just whatever? How is this event gonna be? How is this event gonna ha- happen? Is it is it a location? Or is it a FaceTime call? What is it? And so when I created a, an event for our podcast today, it literally popped up and said, you want to do join a FaceTime? And I'm like, dang, that's pretty cool. And so when I looked, when I opened it up, I literally could just press join. And, you know, Omar was telling me that that's a that's a spinoff of, uh, you know, what you what you say, like Zoom and, and, and Google Meets and stuff like that? Yeah, Teams does oh, that okay. a lot. So I use Teams for work and like Meet does as well. Where if you're creating a calendar event, you just flick on that you're going to add a video conferencing element, auto generates a link, and when you open up the calendar event, the link's there. So that's a little bit of a catch up feature, but again, you know, uh, that's a business thing where if you're using a lot of iOS devices and Mac devices, you know, you're able to uh, just join those link calls uh, seamlessly. And, you know, I think that that's going to be something that we see Apple moving on with very very prominently in the future. So, uh, yeah, so something to kind of keep your eye on for sure. I want to jump in and because I mentioned family sharing in the calendar and things like that. So I felt like the next bit, small bit about family sharing. And for whoever's listening, if you, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, when I was in the field, a lot of people were scared of family sharing. They're like, so they're going to share my photos? No, no, no. It's kind of, it's just a hub. That person can share some of that storage. That person can share some of the music. But your personal stuff is still your personal stuff. Nobody's going to see it unless you create uh, something for the family, like calendar, like uh, photo albums or reminders. Um, uh, But something I want to add into family sharing, uh, for one, parents get it. You can control the content of of whatever your kid is doing, the screen time and all that good stuff. We love it. But something that as a parent, I got excited for is there was there's times where I want my daughters to get off the phone. Like it's time to eat or come downstairs or do your chores or whatever. And they take their time because there's, you know, kids and they're still on their phone. And what I would have to do is I would have to go into the, you know, screen time, change the screen time to an earlier time. So their so their apps will dark out and they can't use them. But now Less steps. There's literally a button at the top when you open up screen time. You could turn on uh, uh, downtime, and it literally does it instantly. Turn their turns their apps to black or dark to where they can't use them. So I'm just like, yeah, I cut y'all off just like that now. Pop. <laughs> so you know, I know Omar can't really talk to talk to that. You know, he doesn't have any childrens. Uh, but yeah, um, got the red button. I mean, that's an important feature, though, right? You know, it's um, between like like Google's really gone heavy with family link, uh, especially with when it comes to Chromebooks as well, uh, in addition to Android phones. So, you know, Apple has to make sure that they're uh, they're keeping up there and, uh, you know, they're continuing to 
make and add features for the family sharing aspect that that makes sense right so i totally understand that um let's uh there's two more things left i'm gonna flip flop them though i want to start with drag and drop <laughs> and we uh we talked about this pre-call a little bit and you were explaining to me how this works <laughs> and i don't know man this sounds kind of kind of complicated so, it is <laughs> you know where you're basically like holding you have to do it with two fingers you're holding the image that you want to drag and drop and but you're also interacting with the gesture nap i feel like if you have like an iphone se maybe it's a little easier okay because you're holding it with one finger and then you can just thumb on touch yeah, id yeah yeah okay yeah that makes sense but as opposed to doing the gesture yeah. you know so um but yeah i mean I'm, I'm you mentioned this when we were talking earlier uh that you know maybe this is just kind of like a v a version one thing they'll probably refine it throughout the life cycle of ios 15 but it, it's good that they have it you know uh, that i think that that feels like more of an ipad feature though yeah, you know what i mean yeah i feel you um yeah so I just found it because, you know, I, I just dig a little bit, you know, in, into some of these features and I just found it and I was like, OK, let me try it. And yeah, like Omar said, like you have to hold down on the image, swipe up, you know, to go to like met messages and then you could drop the image into your message, which in theory, it, it sounds pretty good. But I, it, with like you said, with phones, with gestures, it, it's kind of weird to be holding and swiping at the same time i just i feel like it, you should just hold it and it, whatever pops up you can say grab and then it's like floating maybe while i just go do what i gotta do oh let me drop it into this email you know what i'm saying like so yeah like you said it's probably version one it'll get better um i kind of wish that they would give me split screen on a pro max that'll probably help yeah you know what's so frustrating about that because ipad has split screen. yeah and you know what else, how else has split screen? The iPad Mini. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, um, so I'm just kind of like, you couldn't have done it for the Pro Max. Right, I at mean, least. You know, like they're basically the same size. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, it was, you know, it was just like, not really, but you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it for the Mini iPad, why wouldn't you do it for the Pro Max? Mm -hmm. It's, um, and obviously, you know, that's where like Android guys are like, oh, we've had split screen since the Galaxy Note One, you know, and that's where that's where you know you have uh, that's where Android guys, you know, they have a point, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's uh, I wish they would. I don't know why Apple can insists on not doing that for their phones and not prioritizing multitasking. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to think of like a way for it to be better, but I mean, it's it's literally on the iPad, so. It's almost like it's like, oh, you want to do two things at the same time? Just buy an iPad. No, <laughs> well, that, there, like, there you go. You answered it. <laughs> that's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, that's terrible. You know, and I'm just like, it's, come on, man. You know, but um, all right. So last thing on the OS before and, we wrap and there, up. Here. And there's also more guys. You know, we these are just some things that Omar and I just noticed throughout the last week of, of from downloading it. So of course there's more. You know, there there's you can search the Google. You know, I do. I also recommend the Tips app. The the pre-installed Tips app literally gives you tips and tricks on iOS 15. Before I get to the last one, I do want to mention general animations on iOS 15 are a lot better. Mm, yep, yep, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so the way they transition between different things, I, I like that a lot. 
Uh, I like the way they have the icons for apps in the notification tray as well. Just a couple little, you know, extra extra ones though. But the last one that was something I like now and something I didn't know until you told me about this morning, Chris, um, which is in Spotlight Search, which I use all the time. Uh, <laughs> you got me on that. I was like, okay, I'm going to put all my apps up and use Spotlight. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Spotlight Search. Uh, but now you can actually delete apps from Spotlight, which is, I think, a, a great feature. I think... They are going to be refining and focusing on Spotlight a lot more because there are a lot of things now in the mobile space where Android and iOS are equal, okay? One of the things where Apple still has Android really beat is universal search. And like uh, LG, when they were still making phones and Samsung, they had their own Finder app, but it's slow. You know, Google makes you use the... um, now, Google search bar, but that's limited, you know, in terms of searching the device. So a lot of times for me, because I use universal search so much, and that's another thing that WebOS really had nailed down perfect was uh, universal search. But uh, I would use this app called Sesame Shortcuts on Android, which uh, functions as universal search. But, you know, you got to pay like four dollars for it, you know, and, you know, and Spotlight is just built into to iOS. So. Uh, I think they're going to continue to refine that. But yeah, it allows you to delete apps. Obviously, you can still access app shortcuts that way, too. I don't think you were able to do that before, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I might be wrong there. But yeah, it's a, a, a further improvement to Spotlight. And that, I think, just has increased their lead in the universal search category over Samsung and Google uh, right now. Yeah, uh, you can you can find... So just to piggyback off of uh, Omar... Um, when it comes, so I, I, there's, I download apps. You know, there's something that I don't need, something that I was like, oh, that's cool, and then I forgot about them, right? When I just really need to download, delete an app, like, I couldn't find it. So I would go to Spotlight Search, find that app, but like, okay, cool, I do still have it downloaded. This was before iOS 15. Then I would go from there, go into the app library, see which category it's really in. And so that was just so many steps. Whereas to now, you literally type in the app you want and you can delete it directly from there. Again, a refinement, something that's helpful. Um, Spotlight, you can search more things. You can literally find photos that you want through Spotlight. You, I mean, it's just more informative. It, it's I swear, I tell, I tell my kids and my wife to use a universal search all the time because they're like always searching for something. And I'm just like, you know, you can just hit the search button, right? You know, you can just go to the top, right? There have been moments where I've seen people on their iPhones trying to find an app. Right. And they're like, swipe, swipe, (laughs) swipe, swipe. And I just want to just grab the phone out of their hands, swipe down and like (laughs) just give it to them, like use this. And it's literally the biggest time saver because like you figure we all have over a hundred apps at least Mm -hmm. even if you're like i don't use my phone that much you know that you you probably have a hundred apps installed you know so it's such a lifesaver it's such a time saver as well yeah and you're not spending time just just sifting through your five million pages of apps you know i I was that guy you you, before you before you said hey use the universal search bro before you was telling me to do that i was that guy swipe 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 (laughs) category category Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like for me, I just like I just have my one page of apps uh, or widgets that I use, and then I use the app library and the universal search to find other stuff, you know. So it's uh, but I want to wrap this up just kind of talking uh, just overall impressions of the update, and 
you know, obviously we've talked about a lot of different things, but I just kind of just an overview. Kind of, we kind of talked about, we kind of talked about, you know, things that probably the average user would use. So I think what we covered is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, overall, I mean, you, you liking the update or like, what's your thoughts? on? So I do like the update, but I, I, I got used to it the first day. (laughs) Um, so Again, I know this is we we noticing what's going on. This is just a refinement. iOS 16 will probably be a, a, a big, a huge thing since we keep refining from 14 to 15. We got to do something different. It's in, in, in I mean, uh, in 16. So um, again, these are a lot of things that I use, and I'm probably going to find more things, and that's what I keep doing. But I do wish it was a little bit more. You know, I do wish we can get some redesigned app icons and I know they redesigned the weather app and I think the calendar or safari yeah Yeah, a bunch of their their built-in apps have new icons yeah but you know let's redesign them for real like let give me give me a different look the iPhone has had the same look since day one so uh, I guess I guess that's the only thing that I would want to see change let's let's upgrade and, and redesign don't change the flow but like redesign it somehow. I don't know. So yeah. I have two gripes. So my first one is I wish they would give us an option to delete the widget page on the left of the home screen. Because I'm like, I'm using widgets on my mains page. I don't need a widget screen anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it just feels like unnecessary. Also, I wish that they would allow us to do a little bit of customization with the app library. They still haven't done Oh, that. that'd be cool and too. <laughs> what I mean by that is not even crazy like yeah i would love custom folders that's great but if they would just let me rearrange the where they're placed you know even something as small as that you know i would i would be eternally grateful you know because there's like certain folders that i'm just not going to use on uh all that often like all right like i'm looking at mine right now in the top right corner you're always going to have your recently added right next to your suggestions and i'm just like i i'm never going to go into recently added you know like i wish i could just put that to the bottom you know, and, and like, I wish I could put entertainment where productivity and finance is, for example, you know, so, you know, stuff like that, you know, where it would be nice to have a little bit of a, uh, of a little bit of a customization to it, but. Or even a smart uh, uh, curation of it. Like if they notice that you use a lot of social media apps, we'll put that category on, you know on top in the app library or if you use a lot of productivity apps well you know what i mean i think it's it should be you know like you said maybe a custom edit for yourself but then i think think for me for me i I would enjoy a smart a smart edit based on what i use that'd be pretty cool yeah it's uh, yeah you're gonna be doing all this machine learning and it's just like might as well just use it you know for the app library as well you know why go halfway why why half step it right just go all the way in. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, overall, though, I like the update. I like the way, again, I mentioned the animations and the new notification. Oh, we even talk about the, the notification summary. Oh, that's something that um, you love. Yeah, we could, we could use that as an outro. <laughs> honestly, I haven't even used it, because, but I need to set it up. But I do like the way that notifications are grouped. One thing mm-hmm. I noticed, though, say you get a bunch of messages, yeah. right? Yeah. On iOS 14, it would say five new <laughs> messages or something, yeah. right? But this just says new messages, and then when you when it authenticates Face ID, it, it you know opens right. up. You it's know, cleaner. and I'm just like, oh okay, yeah. So it do, it doesn't show the number, which I thought 
is a little strange, mm-hmm. but you know, overall, you know, I do like they're getting better with notifications. They're still miles behind Android <laughs> in that aspect, but but I gotta mess with that notification summary just to see. The thing about it is that those are that notification summary is great if you get a lot of notifications from like news apps and Reddit and stuff like that, which I don't really. Uh, most of my stuff is like communication-based stuff. Um, even email, I, I've, I have set to badge only, you know, because I get so many emails. Like I get like 100 emails a day, you know. So, um, but yeah, so we obviously are going to continue to play with it. But, you know, this is a, a good episode to kind of talk a little bit about something that everybody's going to interact with. Again, you know, not everybody's going to go out and buy the iPhone 13 or 13 Pro, Pro Max, you know. it's uh, So, you know, talking about the software, I think, makes a little bit more sense and you know, we hope that you guys got some value out of this. You, maybe you learned something about your iPhone that you didn't know about before. And uh, maybe, you know, you found out a feature that you might find useful. So, you know, that's the idea here. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to wrap us up here for episode 51 of Quality Tech Talk. Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. We appreciate everybody who subscribes. If you are subscribed and you liked what we are offering, please make sure to share this out with your friends and family so they can listen to the podcast as well. We are on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me at ozaron319 on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Cress at IamFreshCress on Twitter and at FreshCress on Instagram. If you're interested in catching any of my written articles, you can catch those at ozoneletter.substack.com. Those handles and link will be in the show notes. Uh, as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Quality Tech Talk. Omar and Cress, we will catch you guys next time. That's another episode.